0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio.
1: The voice of an awakening world.
0: Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for your time, your intention, and your attention. I just really appreciate all of you, and and it's just been one of my greatest joys to be on this show with you each week, and then, of course, to uh, to feature amazing authors and teachers and presenters, practitioners, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, what I love about uh, being intentional is, within any second between the last breath and the new breath, is a brand new moment emerging, coming forth. And intentional spirits never see themselves in in God's waiting room or are in a holding pattern and I have to remind myself of that sometimes because we continue a forward movement we continue dreaming we continue making steps and one of the people that I tell you he's like one of my one of my dudes that I keep really close in my heart and in my life Um, He is also an instructor faculty member on ILLI, the Lifelong and Spiritual Leadership Institute that um, I have. And that is the incredible Vincent Jenna. Vincent, welcome to the show today.
1: Oh, it's always fabulous to be here with you, Temple. It's fabulous to be anywhere with you, Temple. Remember the cruise we were on just before the coronavirus? We had such a great time.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. We've created many uh, uh, beautiful uh, journeys together. And, you know, of course, you can tell people how don't ever tell Temple Hayes that you're looking for a dog because she'll absolutely drive you crazy till you get one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you certainly did motivate me. Oh, gosh. Remember
0: that on the cruise when you and Eileen were sitting at the dinner table with me and my wife and you were saying, Oh, we're thinking about getting a dog. And I said to you, do you remember what I said? Don't tell me unless you really mean it.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. And we did. And we got home and we got adopted a new dog thanks to the inspiration and motivation um, from you as well. And, and he's been a doll ever since he's been wonderful. Finley.
0: Well, it's just, you know, that's what love is, and that's what love does, and that's what life is about, is that, you know, when we encounter each other, planned or unplanned, there is the potential that all of us, including sentient beings, can be better for it, and so that's what I love about the the great bigger web that, that we call life, but Listen, over this uh, next hour, of course, you have your show uh, that's every week on Unity Online, also a very popular, well-known show. But still, on that, you have more guests. And today, I want to talk about you and your work and what you're up to and any secrets you might have.
1: <laughs> oh. those things oh my gosh yeah those things on on unity radio secrets (laughs) secrets i love it when and it's this time of year you know halloween and it's uh mystical and magical and um you know because of the celebrations and most people don't even know what the celebration of Halloween is about and why it came to what it came to with kids trick-or-treating and everything like that. And, and so the, the the celebration goes by, but you see a lot of pumpkin spice everywhere. Thanks to Starbucks. Did you know that Starbucks is the originator of the pumpkin spice flavor that took over everything else? Did you realize that?
0: No, I, I did not. I did not know that. I'm, I'm not really involved with that organization. I, I never have been. I I was on the road when it first came out. I mean, I, I truly, um, you know, praise their accomplishments, but no, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. But the other part I'm intrigued by is, why don't you tell us about because you're right. I mean, especially in our culture, it's like, well, we just do it because that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what everybody else is doing. Yes. And, um, you know, so take a take some time and tell us about what this is about anyway. The deeper oh, absolutely. Of it, oh, absolutely. Yes. Outfits. Yes. Yes.
1: And we're like that anyway, where we just follow what we're told to follow, whether it be from our parents, our leaders or anything. And we don't even question it as to why. I mean, I remember my mother telling me, well, actually, she didn't tell me. She used to smack me in the head every time I asked a question, why about God, when we learned something in, you know, religious instruction, you know, I would go home and say, well, why does this happen? And bam, smack in the head. You don't ask why with God, you just follow what he says. And so, but I always ask why, and I've got a whole bunch of bruises on my head and permanent marks to show you. Um, but I asked why about Halloween. And so I went and did some digging and it really is fascinating because it's two occasions wrapped up in one because of the timing. Now, culturally, uh, Halloween always falls during the harvest season in the fall. It's the harvest time. And it's a very important harvest. I mean, there's the summer crops and then there are the fall crops. And the reason why it was such an important time period for the farmers to be able to harvest all of this their crops and this food is it? This is the food that helped to get them through the entire winter. And in many places, the winters were very harsh. And so each farmer wanted to celebrate the joy of, hey, we had a successful harvesting this year. And sometimes it wasn't. The crops were bad, and all the farmers suffered when either there was a Um, a disease or there was a drought or locust or, you know, infestations. And um, so those times all the farmers wound up suffering. But for the most part, they always wanted to be thankful, right, of the harvest that they had. So the farmer communities and the families would get together and share some of their crops In their food that they would make, you know, whatever it was, you know, there's and so many different vegetables and crops that they harvested. I'm sure there were incredible types of food there and and added food with the meats and everything else that they had going on their farms and growing. And so they got together and that was a celebration. So that was the first part. ...of the Halloween celebration was to celebrate the harvesting and the good fortune of each farmer. And then, of course, as long as you celebrated, you were also putting into the ground and into the universe, shall we say, a goodwill and thankfulness and gratitude in hopes that the next season's harvest would be just as successful and thriving... So it's interesting that we believe in the law of attraction and putting out into the universe good and positive thoughts. Well, they had the same understanding, even though it was more about superstition back then than a total knowledge of the law of attraction. But they were doing the right thing. They were putting out positive into the universe and saying, we're going to have fabulous crops. So... The other part, then, of the children getting involved is those who didn't come to the celebration. I mean, the homes were far apart from each other. Some of the adults with their children will travel from home to home, knowing that there was going to be some good treat there for them when they arrived. And they would knock, knock, knock at the door. And they would say, OK, neighbor, good neighbor, we're here for a treat. And so it, it then became traditional. Well, if you don't give us a treat, then we're going to trick you into something. And so thus trick or treat started from neighbors going from house to house, having and sharing some of their good fortune in the foods they made from what they just harvested and it could be some bread it could be something simple it certainly wasn't giant uh payday bars or hershey bars <laughs> as sugar. today
0: lots and lots of sugar let's give you lots and lots of sugar so we can train you early on to be an addict How yeah really that? no it was all,
1: it was all wonderful foods it was their fruits and their apples and then what they made with them and pies, fruit pies, meat pies, vegetable pies and goodies. And they shared that. Well, that is the one part of Halloween. So how did ghosts and spirits come in? Well, it just so happened that all of that harvesting happened to be around the same time as a Christian Catholic holiday called All Souls Day, which is actually where the word Halloween comes from, All Hallows' Eve, which was the celebration of the souls, the souls that have passed on, mostly, and the souls that stayed back. And the interesting part, is there are so many cultures around the world, Temple, that celebrate the deceased, primarily because they didn't want them coming back to haunt them. So they knew that life continued, which is interesting, but they also felt that if somebody died because of anger or for some treacherous reason, that spirit could come back and haunt you. Or if grandma and grandpa didn't get along with you, you had a fight with them, and they wound up dying, oh, Lord knows, grandma and grandpa might come back to haunt you. So they always had some kind of celebration for the dead. And as in Mexico, um, uh, Todos Santos is the Day of the Dead, celebration of the Day of the Dead, and all places all over the world have celebrations like that. So All Hallows' Eve, which was the 31st of October, was at the same time as the harvesting celebration. So now they wind up getting intermingled and put together, and mostly that took place in the Americas. So now people went around trick-or-treating, but this time they weren't going to show their faces just in case they had to give you a trick because you didn't give them a treat. And then it evolved and evolved till today where they're wearing ghost costumes and ET costumes, alien costumes. And whatever's famous the year before and whatever stood out the most the year before, that's the costumes that the kids wind up wearing um, that Halloween year, which is hysterical uh, as, as a way of having fun. And it became mischievous as well, but that's how the actual celebration of Halloween, with its food and with the pumpkins. Of course, that was squash, and it was a fall squash or winter squash uh, that was very prevalent back then, and that's how it all became. So then, the jack o' lantern—you cut out the the pumpkin because you were going to cook it. Well, as long as you're cutting it out, maybe we can decorate it, and that's where they started decorating the jack-o'-lanterns and putting candles in them. So it's it's amazing how tradition actually starts, but a lot of times, temple it started from a superstition and a fear. Better celebrate, better honor; otherwise, we might get bad crops, and otherwise, grandma may come and haunt you. But that. That's how Halloween wound up evolving to what it is today. That's fascinating, isn't it? (laughs) It is. And so many of the holidays that we celebrate can be for reasons like that, rather than understanding the joy, the metaphysical meaning of it. Whenever you have a harvest and you have a new crop, it's an inspiration to plant new seeds. Mm-hmm. New seeds of dreams, new seeds of of growth, and so that is is the real underlying soulful purpose as to why these holidays start. Um, and I just find it interesting as to what we wind up turning it into.
0: Oh yeah, and and often anything that doesn't even resonate with the original, you know, ritual at all. It, it becomes, uh, commercialized and, uh, competitive or this culture of expectation. Um, and I, you know, I, I do find from time to time, there's a window of, of joy and, and the fun of, um, you know, kind of like the concept of who would you be, you know, if you're wearing a new outfit, what would that look like? So I, I think that immerse still in the things that are so interesting and to sell products, there can still be some, you know, rich teaching that we discover or that we highlight, you know, within that as, as well. And Absolutely. I love that you, um, you, you, you do that and, um, do it, do it so well. Um, I, I'm going to tell all of you that if you if you haven't heard it already, you know the course. Um, Stop what's stopping you. Um,
1: Stop stopping yourself and become Stop unstoppable. Stopping yourself. <laughs> That's it. Yes.
0: With uh, with uh, Vince and Jenna, I from so many students and lifelong learners with illy.org. I tell you, we get so much feedback of how that course. It just, I believe the joy of it is there's a lot of teachers and presenters and speakers and healers and all that. And, and, and I would consider myself in the mix of that, but there's something to be said about the depth of, of who you are and what you have become that you're teaching. It stays with people. So I found that, uh, especially my ministerial students, meaning they don't belong to me, but in the program that I'm the mentor of, um, they refer to that often about your course.
1: Oh, that makes me very happy. Uh, I put a lot of um, meditation and thoughtfulness into that. And my psychology background, uh, because I, I did become a licensed psychotherapist purposely to understand more about the human mind in conjunction with the spiritual mind. Because we're body, mind, and spirit, right? So we want to make sure that we have a handling of all three of those areas. There's too many people who think, oh, oh, okay, I can go out and exercise and eat right and take care of my body and everything else is going to, you know, take care of itself. And it doesn't, or those People who just want spirituality, oh, you know, I'm just going to take spiritual courses and everything is going to be fine, and they ignore their mental health. And it's so important to put the three together, and that was the purpose of my course, is to let people know that if they are practicing some spiritual philosophy and it's not working for them, what could be getting in their way? And there are anomalies that go on with the mind. And the brain, and it's the function of the brain itself, um, is to protect us and to keep us alive. That's the primary two functions of the brain. And so it will do what it needs to do to keep us alive. And if we don't understand those processes, then it doesn't matter how much practice you put in spiritually, nothing is going to get accomplished because you are getting in your own way. Thus, the name of the course, Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable, because we're in control of all of that, and people need to come to understand that. So, yes, I, I, I appreciate that it has been affecting people. It has. I've been teaching this course, um, you know, in, in other parts of the world as well, and it seems to have the same effect on everybody. So uh, thank you for sharing that, and I'm blessed to be part of ILLI. Which is such an incredible um, organization, or shall we say, or center, or schooling, and
0: mm-hmm. place
1: to go to grow.
0: Yeah, to go to from knowing to knowingness, and that—that's been uh, my my whole point. So, um, my my whole point with myself and people that I want in my boat. You know, like there's many different ways of saying that who's on your team, who's on your boat. Because I I realized, you know, forever ago um, as a uh, All-American softball player, it, it Benson, at the end of the day, it didn't really matter how far I could hit the ball, how many balls I could catch, how great I was. Look at me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If the other eight players weren't in sync, we didn't win. And we didn't go further along, and so I'm a real component with team, and you know I urge uh, people, um, you know, to look at that because teams you have some of the same team that you're grounded, you know, force uh, like uh, here you are, Vincent been with the love of your life all, all your life, um, you're grounded with Eileen and your family, and you know those kind of things. And yet we have the new parts of the team that are necessary that we need to add on. And we need people. I mean, so for me, I have become, uh, has nothing to do with age or any of that hoopla. It has everything to do with an inner maturity that every day has the same amount of hours. And where is the attentiveness And so I am um, clear for myself that I want to be with people that are about a universal knowingness. They're about the good of all. I have released being around people that are full of themselves and it's all about them and you know, all of that. And I, I'm not saying they're not necessary on the planet. I'm just simply saying, I want to be around people with depth, that um, it's about, uh, you know, something that we're doing on the collective. And with that comes a lot of, uh, a lot of magic. And that's, what's exciting to me is how many of us along the way, and I would say that, it's been phenomenal for me because um, Unity Online Radio has been one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. Um, because of uh, including how I love Jeff, but and Diane Ray, but and Lewis can't miss anybody. But it, it's bigger than that because I have met some of the coolest, most grounded, dynamic. Real. I think the word authenticity is, is way it's so overused that I don't know that people hear it. But I believe that there's so many people that are somehow come through the energy of Unity Online Radio that it's just really um it's just changed changed my life. So anyway, um just a little allowing right there from the heart. Oh yeah, I agree with you. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you said something really important that people don't understand, because if you look at life today, um, it seems to have gotten with many very selfish. uh, And Mm -hmm. what they're not understanding is even in their own growth. Yes, there's personal growth that you're responsible for. And that's the only way that you're going to evolve, really. And when I talk about responsible, is that you're the one that causes your either your growth or your blockage. Um, nobody else is doing that. But this isn't just for you. We're all on this planet together to experience unity. Matter of fact, that's one of the psalms in the Old Testament. Beautiful section of Psalms, and I gotta remember the numbers of them: 108, 102 to 108. Leonard Bernstein even put them to music they're called called the chichester psalms if anybody wants to listen to an absolutely incredible piece of music so he takes three different psalms and puts them to get puts them to music and each one is completely different and you get the feel of it including the 23rd psalm that's right he has um, one of the, the 23rd psalm he includes and he puts to music absolutely gorgeous but the very last psalm, this one that I'm talking about, it says, I put you on the earth together to experience unity. Mm. And there is nothing like experiencing unity. Yes. Can you and I thrive individually in this life? Sure, we can. But what's the point in thriving individually and alone if you don't have anybody to share that with if you're not helping others to thrive too and i i know you you're the same way as me temple when i'm at an event and i've created or helped to create with others such incredible energy in the audience that they're feeling each other they're finally feeling their brotherhood and sisterhood from being motivated and inspired at the same time, their divinity, their godness, there is nothing like that. That Tesla can put in any battery that he wants or that his company wants, and it could never power as much as you get from everybody pulling together. And we know that. We know that. That's why even the United States Was inspired to show that people of all races, of all kinds, of all makes, of all creeds can come together and build a nation and get along. That's the way it was supposed to be. But there's power in that. And I'm starting to believe that as long as we get that team going, Temple. The others will join in. If you think of any of our spiritual leaders, right? They'd start speaking and they would gather a crowd. and then that crowd and the energy of that crowd would gather more people. they, they yeah, they may have sent out some brochures, but Jesus didn't, they didn't have a printing press back in Jesus' time. he didn't He didn't use Facebook and Twitter to tell that he was going to Galilee to do a talk, you know. <laughs> People did it, right? And so, uh,
0: there we go. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. I love your energy and enthusiasm. Thanks for tuning in. We're talking to the one and only, Vince and Jenna. We'll be right back after this short break.
1: Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world.
0: Welcome back to the Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. And Welcome back, everyone, all of you intentional spirits. And it's just a delight to be with you. We're having a very stimulating and um, enlightened conversation with Vincent Jenna. Uh, Vincent is a well noted, incredible teacher of truth. He is on all these different shows. He's on Gaia. He's on Shift Network. Um, he is often on uh, George Nooney's show, uh, which is um, extremely famous. And so he's just all that and some vegan cheese. So I, I mean, I, I just adore him. He and I are prayer partners and have been for a long time. So Vincent Jenna, you can go to his website, VincentJenna.com and do your best to keep up with all he has going on because he's not stopping and and allowing things to stop him at all. So welcome back and thank you, Vincent, for being here. If you enjoy these types of programs, please join me at templehays.com. Check out the various things that I'm doing and engaged and involved in. And um, love to have you part of the the journey. It, it's an incredible journey. So, uh, Benson, you were talking about um, this coming Friday that your your one of your programs is on uh, Shift Network.
1: Yes, um, Temple. This week actually started the summit called Beyond the Veil, with some incredible luminaries and some of which who are here, Suzanne Giesman also another host for unity. Um, so I'm very noteworthy, not just mediums, but scholars in the field of the beyond and you can listen. And it's such a, it's a free summit, which is fabulous. And my talk, my talk, I, I felt I needed to do something different. Everybody usually promotes how to do something, how to connect, how to listen to your guidance And so I wanted to do something different is mine is more about how do you know you're really getting guidance? How do you know you're getting it from the right source? How do you know it's not just coming? It's not something you've made up because people want so desperately temple to connect to the beyond to to the deceased loved ones that they're willing to accept anything and they're, they're willing to believe anything and that's how they get led astray because they're not using their internal guidance system to really connect them so my talk is on friday at 1 p.m and again it's free if they go to my website at vincentgenna.com, there is a link right there on the first home page that they can go read about who's going to be on there sign up and register like i said it's for free great opportunities to even go back and listen to all the other luminaries as well. Um, but, but yes, that's what I've been doing. That's one of the, the programs. I think, I think it's important because there is such a fascination with the metaphysical and the paranormal world that sometimes people get a little bit caught up in it without the proper tools and understanding. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do. I, I, um, I was thinking about that um just yesterday, how not everything is a sign, oh. Oh. right? I mean, you can, you can force something into being because you took it as an s- external sign instead of really checking within to see what it was really saying. Things aren't always as they appear, right? And oh, yes, if that's Part of that inner growth is that, and a much needed uh, conversation for for our culture is as people are so quick to see one view rather than assessing, you know, life multidimensionally. There's so many different factors of fact finding, and we've been so trained to just go with what a title says. And by that, I mean media, and just react to it, react to it, respond, react, purchase, buy, be afraid, get into anxiety, you know, crash your immune system, go do this, do that. I mean, we are the greatest. um, I don't even like using this term. I have to think of one, but I mean, we are the most herded, we are the most intelligent, supposedly, consciousness on the planet. And yet we are like the, the the guinea pig and the rat. I mean, we are just so not often non-thinking and, and making an assessment for a bigger picture of life. It's so um, discerning at times. Um, you know, I was, I was talking with someone today that's so angry at a person because they're the one that gave them COVID. And I said, you know, well, wait a minute you know, how, how can you know that? I I mean, you know, how can you know that? I mean, is that the only person in, you know, the last week or two? It's just an interesting thing. It's a a great time to be alive. Uh, It's a great time to activate uh, being, um, you know, what is that that statement? Um, Be aware when thinkers have been unleashed. Uh, We certainly need a few more uh, original thinkers.
1: Right, we le- need a lot of awareness today, um, and what you're saying is so profound because it's it's not just the negative that we're willing to just swallow. But but in, in in those signs, I I will get clients that will call me up and say, "Hi, I woke up this morning. I went out on my porch, and there was a dead butterfly, monarch butterfly, on my porch. What does that mean? Does that mean that my house is going to get sick, or somebody in my house is going to die?" I said, "No." It means that the butterfly died on your porch. That's what it means. You have butterflies around. There's bugs out there. There's, there's not a reason for everything that happens other than it's natural. It's part of life. It's part of, of mother nature. And yes. then other times there'll be people who call me up who say, uh, oh, You're not going to believe this. I just heard my favorite song on the radio. So that must mean I'm winning the lottery this week. Doesn't that mean? I'm like, no. It means if you listen to the radio long enough, you're going to hear some song you like. I mean, this is like they're willing to attach anything. And so what you said about the brain is so important because it is filled with knowledge. But until you connect it with wisdom, And that wisdom comes internally. We are so disconnected. But until knowledge becomes wisdom, it can be a danger. And it's our detachment from our higher source, from ourselves, that makes us vulnerable to all the different information that's out there, left and right, all over the place, wherever it's coming from. But it's only... It only becomes wisdom when we reattach ourselves and align ourselves with our higher selves that we know what is then real and what's not real and what to listen to and what not to listen to. We all have an internal guidance system
0: that g p s
1: right- oh absolutely it's it's um and it's god for god
0: people. personalized system, yes.
1: Yeah, there you go, absolutely. But I was using
0: one Sunday that I I didn't make it up, or if I did, it's been so long I don't remember it, but someone did. Uh, It just came out, you know, how those things, just free flow, uh, because I was alluding to the fact that, you know, the beauty of creation and of of God is that God is non-gender. Imagine, what a concept. Um, But that being said, I was saying how... um, you know, an acronym for God is good, orderly direction.
1: Yes. And I, I, I was like so that. glad
0: that that, I was so glad that that kind of instantaneously, you know, yes. downloaded because it's like, oh, I haven't said that in a long time. Um, it kind of brought me kind of a nice medicine of um, letting be, letting go, letting God, you know, that I don't know about you, but when I say that, my emotional second chakra immediately calms. You know, letting be, letting go, letting God. It's like, whoa, you know. So if you know people that have any itises or like diverticulitis or anxiety things or tight stomachs or gut things, I'm not saying it's one size fits all, but to be in the midst of them and say, letting be letting go letting god it just it's interesting to watch that energy that chakra that whole essence
1: just calm Pretty just cool. shift yeah i like that yeah. too i'm going to use that i'm stealing it from you and using it
0: hey we borrow stuff all the time It we don't we just download it
1: right we just channel it so i love it letting be letting go letting god yes and um and 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 people think that that some people anyway think that that's giving up everything, and it's not giving up anything. It's actually gaining. You gain your your rudder in your boat on the on the water. Um, you know, it's it's you you need to get direction, and the direction comes once you release like that. That's when you hear. It's, it's not like you're turning over the, the oars to God or the rudder to God that steers the ship and say, okay, you steer it. No, he's it's going to say, well, hold on to the rudder, but let me tell you where to go. Here, watch out up ahead there. Just go to the left a little bit. Oh, okay, and go to the left. There you go. Now go to the right a little bit more. You're going to avoid that big uh, rock in the middle of the stream there. Oh, okay. Um, That's the way it it works. Um, I love Carrie Underwood's song, Jesus Take the Wheel, right? Uh, And what it is, it's a song of faith more than anything else. It's what you're talking about. It's letting be, letting go, letting God. It's it's take the wheel. Tell me where to turn. You know?
0: It doesn't mean
1: autopilot.
0: Yeah, well, as I was talking to you um, uh, last week as we were having our, you know, our little meeting and support time. And I was talking about, you know, my house is on the market and clearly got it to just totally, you know, drive away and head to California. I felt like the clampets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this saying, what all are you going to be doing? I don't know. Where are you going to live? I have no idea. And it's interesting watching, you know, people around me and my responses especially people that have known me for so long as a visionary and also know that I have that planning component. I go, I, I don't know. I have no idea, but uh, you know, after uh, talking to you and I was going, come on, somebody wants a house, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go. But I, I, you know, it it came through me and I, I think this is in my book, How to Speak Unity. It's like my way or the highway the highway, meaning the highest way for the path. And it was just so, you know, It for me, I love those little simple truths, those little platitudes, those little cliche, cliches. You know, they just grab me. There are those sound bites that I go, whoa, wait a minute. I'm into my way. I'm into my personality way. Where? How did I, where did I go? What turn on the road did I make that I that I got off track a little bit of, you know, it's okay. It's a gentle awareness. It's not criticism. Um, It's a gentle nudge to say, wait a minute. Is it my way or the highway, the highway of spirit of life, of the bigger picture? Um, Because I think that's one of our most interesting times, isn't it? Vincent, it's like Charles Fillmore would say, When we're moving from the intangible to the tangible in our humanity, it's challenging often for us to realize that it doesn't mean things aren't happening. It means that they are happening in an invisible realm before they become tangible and measurable for us. So I'm going to really be into this practice over these next few days for sure (laughs) yes yes see i needed this show uh that's why i i love doing this because oh yeah i can i i'm benefiting from your 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 essence today and your teaching good stuff
1: oh well i'm benefiting from it myself i'm like listening to what i'm saying and what you're saying because obviously i need to hear it too and um it's it's exciting to be able to hear it in this way Mm -hmm. um Yes, we, we it, and it's time for everybody to start realizing and opening up their eyes and realizing they need a new way of doing it, of living their lives and creating their lives. Everybody is just seems to be or I can't say everybody, but so many people seem to just be in survival mode mm-hmm. and they're not thriving. And whenever it feels that you're just surviving and your energy is being drained, that is the sure sign that you have cut off the flow from spirit. When spirit, when you open up that valve, it's like opening anybody who's ever mowed a lawn with a lawnmower. There is a valve that is in between the engine and the gas tank That needs to be opened up in order for the engine to keep getting its flow of gasoline and keep the engine going, whether it be in your car, whether it be on a lawnmower, whether it be anywhere. Right. Well, for humans, we close off that valve so quickly and we run out of gasoline and that gasoline is an endless supply from source. And the letting be, letting go, letting God is turning on that valve, turning it up all the way and letting as much gasoline flow in that source is trying to send us, that God is trying to send us. And so, yes, we do um, a lot of times when we do my way, it's got to be this, that that actually is a restriction. So that is turning off the flow of fuel. And you put her out eventually until you say and give it over. And uh, again, it's not letting go of anything. It's unrestricting yourself that something greater could be fueling you other than your own human thoughts. It's your soulful thoughts, your, your soul's mind. And so everybody needs to open up their fuel uh, valve.
0: Yeah, you know, and one of the things that um, you know, I'm 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 grateful that um, in the early days, um, not in the early days of new thought, because that was the late 1800s, and I wasn't here then. But I, well, I might have been, but not in the physical form that I am now. However, <clears throat> you know, I I love the. You know, people would hold us accountable, and some of the leaders of new thought—you know, Raymond Charles Bacher, Emmett Fox—everybody. I mean, they didn't play around. They didn't go, "Well, there's a marketplace out there, and I need to use more of the soft approach," or you know, that kind of stuff. But they—they they were, at least in my own interpretation, they called it, you know, and 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 would force you to have an opening at times. Um, I know one teacher, now I don't know if he was the originator of it, but he would say, if you've had the same problem for six months, you must want it. Bam. Oh, I like that. Bam. Bam. Yeah. Well, let me think about that, uh, because somebody's going to be quick to argue and say, well, I didn't attract that. You know, my husband did, or my cousin, or you know, blah, 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 but but it still instills upon us the task, uh, the assignment to go, wait a minute, you know, I have been talking about this six months, and where am I with that, and uh, is a shift uh, ready to happen, Uh, you know, those kind of things, and I I think that's something that, uh, as orators, um, I know I do, I know you do, we're we're wanting to just not talk in ethereal la la land language, but to address that yes, there are people hurting, uh, there are people in pain, there are people that are today figuring out how to have their abundance flow happening. And you know what? I need you to know uh, for those of you tuning in that I understand that I understand that. And I understand how at times I would kick the door and and kick the door and want to force the door Um, and realizing that so much of the things that was going on in my life, the challenges were self-imposed, meaning I was talking about a law, but I wasn't honoring how it works because Mm. when we're allowing the law to really flow in our lives, there's much less struggle. We're not spared human feelings. We're not robotic, but there's much less struggle. There's much less pain because we have evolved from what you're saying. We're working with that opening of the valve because that's what, you know, pain and heartache and, you know, so many things can do. They allow us, we have it misunderstood. We think I've been hurt, I'm closing down. Uh, My dog died, I'll never get another one. Um, You know, that old uh, ex-husband, he was a pain, never have another one. So we, we close off. Whereas our real essence in spiritual life and maturity is that in spite of it and in the midst of it, we open up more. We open up more because it's one thing that something else cheated us. It's a, it's karma to cheat yourself. Oh, now that'd teach.
1: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with you. I do it myself. Um, I was just talking about that with myself and on my radio show today. On uh, regrets, I brought up the subject of regrets. How many regrets do you have in your life? Um, And regrets are definite restrictions. And when you have a regret, it leads to self denigration and feeling bad about yourself. Um, And that absolutely will restrict that flow of power and force, is having any type of bad self feeling. So, yeah, I would just. um, talking about how you have to be able to let that go um, in some way. And it's, and it's, it's not like the memories are going to be gone, but your excuses are going to be gone. And you've got to not be afraid to not have an excuse anymore. That's the big thing. Everybody is afraid to lose their excuses because if you let go of all the excuses, that's why I love what you just said. If you're still experiencing the same problem after six months, you must want it. Um. We'll come up with a million and one excuses to keep the problem because we're afraid that if we let go of the excuses, then now what happens if I don't get what I want or manifest what I thought I should have? You now what? Um, at least if I hold on to an excuse, I have a reason so I don't have to blame myself for everything. And that's that's hard for people to understand Mm-hmm. and and grasp but that is that's the bottom line as to why we even hold on to the excuses they protect us but yeah, not in a good way
0: nets. they're safety nets aren't they um, they I, are you know, you know one of my heroes is um shirley mclean i have always loved her and i'm so grateful for uh, what she did for opening metaphysics to uh, to mass consciousness and, oh my god, I can't um, believe you said that a lot her. of people don't know that, but she did, you know, with uh as popular and as famous as she was in the arts and those kind of things that she took the risk that she did of uh, breaking the barriers with out on the limb and all that she did. And to me, she's just oh my gosh, um, I was fortunate that in public I got a hug from her, and it's one of my greatest memories. But uh. I love that she said that. Uh, you don't make mistakes mistakes make you isn't that rich you don't make mistakes Uh,
1: mistakes. i know i love that and i cannot believe you're bringing her up you what? it was i can't believe you're bringing her up temple it was exactly at the same time that she just finished writing out on a limb that my spiritual awakening happened i thought i was going nuts Until I saw her talk about it for the first time in public on the Oprah Winfrey Show. She normalized what I was experiencing. It was amazing.
0: Uh huh. Isn't that funny that that just came out too? That's what I love about not going by a script, is because that is a special moment for both of us. Yes. And we would have missed it if I had been following the 12th question that I was supposed to ask you. <laughs> 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 oh my word. Uh, yes, absolutely. Exactly. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I I just um uh, the the work that that she did and you know, these are the kind of things that I I think it's important that we we bring to light because uh yes, because so many people don't realize that there were some real trailblazers that uh open the door that made, you know, self-help, um, or, or, you know, the ability to, uh, be outside of the box. Yes, absolutely. Really brave trailblazers.
1: I know. And I can't believe time's almost up. We could be talking about so many of them now.
0: Right. Exactly. It's, uh, it's really something else. So, you continue to, uh, to be an angel out there, and I'm very grateful to all the work you do. I want to remind everybody to go to VincentJenna.com. You can follow him. Um, you can find him on YouTube and all the different, um, you know, major uh, mediums that he's featured on is just really, really uh, impressive. But he has a lot to say, a big heart, and, and walks it. And that's what's so impressive. Is and, that. I and I love
1: you. Thank you.
0: I love you. And um, thank you so much for being on the show. And everyone, uh, thank you for joining in. And I value you and appreciate you and, and grateful for you. And um, we'll see you next week.
1: Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind, Body, Spirit FM podcast network or wherever you find your podcast.